regarding Cruella, Cruella, I... Okay, wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> okay. Why yet? We're not no, okay, ready no, yet. no, 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 no. It's, I swear to God. It's A, I have okay. to plug in my headphones. B, we need to do the thing where we intro our names. And I'm going to have right. to start my audio over. True. So we should... Okay, okay. Wait, make sure everything's going. And I did forget to do an yeah. introduction to the podcast. Housekeeping. Into our lovely guest, Meg. That's me. Okay, are you ready, Adelaide? That's me. Hold. <laughs> I'm Hold. recording. I've been recording. Hold. I'm just gonna Stop. delete everything that I have. Over. Don't Let touch loose. me there. Okay, we're good. Okay, We've done it. Loose. Hi. What's up, fam? My name's Jackson McMurray. <laughs> My name's uh, Adeline. No, actually, it's Sadeline McMurray. <laughs> It's your persona. Oh, no. That's my persona. That's my evil girl boss persona Satellite? is Satellite. <laughs> Maybe uh, Battleline. Yeah, Battleline's much better. <laughs> and my name is Keisha Rhodes. And today we are joined by the wonderful Cosmonaut Meg. Hello. For a, a, a wonderful discourse on... Girl, girl bossmonaut Meg. Oh, oh, that's good. That was go. good. I kind of wish I could Girl, boss, not Meg. I tend to forget to let people uh, uh, plug their own things at the beginning while people are here. So, Meg, would you like to plug anything before we get going? Um, I don't have, obviously, check out our YouTube channel, The Cosmonaut Variety Hour. It is full of so many fun and exciting things. Uh, most recently, a video that is being uh, copyrighted strike so that's fun um woo okay. we love we love oh, cool. that's that's is that's that the, girl boss is energy that the there too the video yes i haven't yeah. sat down unfortunately yet, looking forward to it oh yeah it's a good one i par- i participated in this one for like two seconds oh, nice. so behind the camera behind the camera but still oh, yeah. um <laughs> but uh i guess this is like the first time i can actually say this there is i'm working on something separately to cosmonaut shit so that is coming up soon in the form of maybe a youtube channel or a podcast uh where i am a dating coach so oh i've decided Ooh. yeah I've seen so i've decided that uh, yeah, yeah in light of recent events <laughs> i my twitter account um i've decided that the the world needs a better class of date Sure, person. I was trying to make some kind of play off of the Dark Knight thing, but it wasn't working out. So anyway, yeah. People need fucking help, and I am here to provide that help because I am a saint. And this is my this is my uh, way of getting yeah. This is my way of getting canonized by the Catholic Church. Nice. So okay, because that's my life goal. Is there a TV show like a dating show that you feel like is just really like? hitting their stride their sweet spot right now no i have no love or respect <laughs> for any fucking dating show past we as a society we peaked with flavor of love uh we peaked a little bit again with rock of love but then from it was just downhill what about the bachelor we need another of love. your heart the the bachelor yeah the bachelor wow. it doesn't even exist in my sphere of influence it's just flavor flavor 
Did you see Listen to Your Heart? Because what a time. Was it that, was so confusing. Keisha, are you describing to me a musical episode of the TV show The Bachelor? No, no, no. I'm describing to okay. you a whole musical <laughs> spinoff of The Bachelor. Oh, so oh like, no. Oh, I don't so like that. I don't did, like oh, that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, they, like, gathered up a bunch of musicians, and then they, like, paired up based off of who... They, like, gave each other roses, like, Bachelor in Paradise style, so, like... There were an uneven amount of men and women. So, like, not all of the pairs made, like, not everyone made it. And then from then on, it was just a singing competition. I'm, like, trying to look this up on my phone right now. I'm literally trying to Google this on my phone while you're talking. Like, Like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, like, I can't, I can't, like, comprehend this. Like, this is insane to me. I only watched this because it was on right as quarantine set in. And I had, like, just... Ended, they like, planned a couple that. TV shows. They planned that. They must have known. So, but, so when they're getting critiqued on their music, they have a musician who's like, you know, you're, like, you sounded pretty good. You're kind of flat here. Like, you need to, like, connect with the audience more. But then they also had former Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants judge them on their chemistry. <laughs> I, I don't like it. They like, are they, are they only singing? It. Are they only singing or are they playing instruments also? They're singing. I think some of them play instruments, but like it's just like based off of their performance. Like it's right. not like. So they would like. So the, it's the best it's not couple. theater kids. It's not theater no, kids. It's like it could it's, be, it's but it's not. Kids. It's guitar right. kids. Okay. It's guitar. Gotcha. So like I mean, the best, the best slightly pair better. at performing. Like they were by far the best. Like sounded the best, but they had the worst chemistry. I guess. Like they just obviously like weren't into each other very much. Yeah. They're just into yeah. They the lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, the- but they're the best ones. So what is this show? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And what if okay, what if the mask was like, hey, this is a dating show now? <laughs> We're gonna oh, match like up the all ma- these the mask celebrities. Singer. Oh god. Yeah, the, the mask, mask singer the but mask like, dater. Jim Carrey. Not to be confused with yeah, the, the masterpiece that is Jim what Carrey. What if also that? What if we got what Jim Carrey on Masked Singer and then he wore no, a Jim different mask? Jim, like Jim Carrey switch. belongs in jail. Like Jim Carrey shouldn't be allowed to date anymore. <laughs> right, 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 right. So But should yeah, he be Jim allowed Carrey, to Matthew sing Carrey. on TV? And be surprised when you're when he's not Tony Hawk. I think that's a basic human right, personally. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, so, as I was saying, okay, <laughs> Cruella. I before we had to so do so, so 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 just to set up. Here's the tension of this episode. Okay. Oh three, God! Here we go. Three out of four hosts of the show think this movie's trash garbage, but I am. I'm not like other girls, much like Cruella. And I believe this movie's pretty good. I think it's pretty okay. And I want to lay out my case right up top, okay? This is how I want to begin the uh-huh, show. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I will say, case. though, you're like... You're the fucking 10th dentist that doesn't recommend Colgate. <laughs> right. You fucking exactly. freak. I just want to let you know that. Okay, well... Like, you are like that freak dentist opposite. that's like, mm, Colgate sucks, like... <laughs> It sucks. Rips your teeth yeah. out. Yeah. I used it, and then Rips all my teeth, teeth bled. Rips your teeth yeah. out. It's actually just super glue. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just, you're gorilla gluing your Yeah, you're gorilla gluing your teeth. Mm. Colgate, do the only toothpaste with gorilla grip. <laughs> <laughs> I hate strong. it. I hate it. Uh, here's my case. Here's my case. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. First of all, 
every single Disney live-action movie. This isn't necessarily a live-action remake of a movie in the same way that, like, Christopher Robin or, like, Maleficent are, but, like, okay. it's... Well, Melissa, Maleficent is... Like, these Walt Disney Studios animated movies always, 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 always feel like they're just sort of congealed by an algorithm, right? Even when they get fucking, like, Guy Ritchie... Or, like, somebody really stylish and unique, like Nikki Caro. Even when you get those kind of people in on it, you're disappointed every single time. You're like, this Aladdin movie does not feel like a Guy Ritchie movie at all. This feels nothing no. like any person had to do with it. it Wait, did like, Guy Ritchie direct Aladdin? Guy Ritchie directed yeah. Aladdin. You're you lying. You can't fucking tell. You wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> Uh, I didn't well, it watch it, but, like, I did not have any desire. That's insane. That's but, bad. But, I don't... I, but this movie, <laughs> Cruella, feels like it was made by people, which is not something I could say about any other Walt Disney Studios live-action But that doesn't necessarily mean people with taste, though. That Fair. doesn't necessarily mean think, people with right, taste. Granted. Like, but I think, and, you know, because this movie is directed by Craig Gillespie, who, I, I don't know, like, a lot of his work, but I am a huge fan of I, Tanya. I, Tanya. Right. Yeah. I, Tanya yeah. was, like, one of my favorite movies of that year. And, like, seeing, like, this is very much a gig that he gets because of I, Tanya, it feels like. It's, like, playing in a lot of the same headspaces. It's got the same, like, sort of, like, period piece needle drop kind of thing going on and, like, the internal monologues and, like, having, like, a... And, like, what I really like about I, Tanya is its ability to, like, take somebody who is has always been sort of a punching bag, but, like, give, like, engender empathy to them without fully, like, bailing them out of the things that they did, you know? And mm -hmm. I, like, just, like, you know, viewing it with these, with these ideas, like, kicking around, I think it informs the way I look at it. And I, I feel a director's touch, I feel an auteurist touch to this movie in a way that is absolutely not done in any other Walt Disney Live Action Studios movie. That is my number one thing. Okay. I think I agree with you when it comes to the cinematography and the direction. This movie looks really good. And that is something that a lot of the Disney remakes have for them, is that they all look really, really nice, but they're just, like, empty nothingnesses. Right. I think this one does have, like, aesthetic ideas that it's, like, playing with. I think it was directed well, and, like, the cinematography is good. I do think that the script was written by a monkey who had seen Birds of Prey and then The Devil Wears Prada, because that's really where it falls apart, is what it the is fuck, are we, what the Harley fuck are we Quinn, doing? Harley Quinn, Devil's Wear, <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. I think, yeah, like, but it's okay. just like... No, I mean, go ahead. So, yeah, so, like, I'll just say, like the nice things first, I guess, and get the oh, nice yeah, things get out of the way. Let's just get these off out into the... Okay. Disagree for the most part on the movie looking nice, because it had this weird pale yellow filter that kind of washed everything out and, like, made these beautiful costumes, which were really cool. Like, the costumes... There's my costumes nice thing. Are great. The costumes, costumes slapped. Good. Wish I could have seen more one, of them. I like that. The moth The so garbage fun. dress. The garbage yeah. dress. That I was wish such that a. Someone was, was wearing the moth dress when the moths hatched, True. though. True. Yeah. Like they're like on sick. the runway. That yeah. would have been cool. It, 
Yeah. Would, would but, like, but, the moth know. dress was really cool. And, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, fashion history injected into the costumes, which was kind of nice to see. But even, like, some of them were, like, toned. Like, the thing was, like, the movie could not stay in one lane. It could not pick, like, if it wanted to be cartoonish or if it wanted to be rooted in realism. And that was my biggest fucking problem with it. Because there are so many of these, like, very over-the-top stupid like kids movie moments where you're like who is this for like i know that was like a huge critique before the the movie even came out where a bunch of people were like asking like who the fuck is this movie for because it's not for kids it's boring but it's not for adults either murder because yeah yeah we talk about murder a lot i think yeah i I mean do we want to just like rip that band-aid and talk about the dog murder like do we want to talk about the dog murder i think it's 11 to 13 year olds i think that's I think to me, I, mean, I was like, "This is." If who you were a nine-year-old girl, this. you would eat this up, right? No, if I was this a nine-year-old exactly, girl, I would hate it. I would hate it. This what? feels exactly like the Ever After dolls, where they took all of the Disney princesses. I guess also Descendants, where they took right. all the princesses and like had their kids and gave them dark backstories. This would absolutely. She would show up with her bob. She would look like Sia with her right. Cruella with her black is and in white. Descendants. Yeah. Is yeah, she, she's the mom. Her mom get killed by dogs because that sounds like something so. that would just come right out of that. Yeah, Cameron, like, Cameron Boyce, may he rest in peace. His mom. Yeah. Oh my. I mean, look, I haven't really? seen okay. that well, movie, but I. What I want to yeah. say, I did see it in theaters. <laughs> I did see it in theaters this morning, which might affect. Yeah, my my apologies. Right. By no, the way. don't <laughs> apologize because I thought it was good. You risked your fucking life for that movie, I did. so I'm hey. Vaccinated. The the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There is, I, I don't know. All I can say is I didn't think it was boring. I think it it's definitely, like, too long. And there are definitely, like, some scenes that I could have done without, just in terms of, like, letting this thing, mm-hmm. like, move. But, like, there's a certain point, like, when she's with Emma Thompson, like, in that building, like, working it out, I was, like, engrossed. I was like, this is great. I'm just enjoying myself. I'm just having a good time. And, like, all of the Disney live-action movies are so fucking dead-eyed and boring and like Mm -hmm. this movie like moves like it is like i feel like it has momentum to it i feel like it's doing something it feels like it's building up to something and it's like a story that's like its own thing that you haven't seen before you know i mean it is like devil wears parada obviously but like you know like that was just my whole thing and i guess that's just a disagreement me seeing it in Mm -hmm. theaters could factor into it but just i don't know i just want to say i didn't think it was boring i was Mm-hmm. rarely if ever bored while I was watching it but I mean that's pretty yeah. much basically just, my whole defense was that I thought it was good yeah. and I could feel that yeah. people made it and I wasn't bored and I had a good time and I liked the costumes but, and I liked seeing a bunch of beloved actors be bad at having English accents right so I was just saying but it. the I was boring like, yeah, cool. the, the the issue of it being boring aside like because it for me it wasn't that it was necessarily boring because like I was I think there's, like, two different types of boring, in my opinion. There's boring when it's just sluggishly paced and you're like, oh, my God, all right, like, fucking say something. And then there's boring where it's like, I know what's going to happen. Nothing here is exciting to me because I could tell you how this movie is going to end, which is like... So, and then also, for me, the shit was not the boring part of it. It was the fact that she's so... That is not Cruella DeVille. You could have named that, that bitch anything else. Right, Change right, your hair color, right. and it would have been a com- the same movie. <laughs> yeah, it would have been true. the same because yeah. the yeah, thing like, the thing is like they gave so much life and personality to Cruella in the '90s 
101 Dalmatian movies. I did my homework like literally right before Amazing. I got on this call because yeah. I was like, I, I'm not crazy. I know Glenn, Glenn Close. Close, and she was an executive producer on this movie. So what the fuck happened? Like, I really just like the whole time I was like, how did how did this get made? Like, how did people sit in a studio like, and go, yeah, I, that's it. That's that's will, we got it. I will say, like, I think that uh, like Emma Stone gives like a like a pretty good performance like it's like if there is life behind it like it feels like there's energy at least yeah like it's not mm-hmm. weird like in the maleficent movie it's not like like what you're saying like weird stone faced like eyes glazed over like <laughs> right yeah doing a british accent yeah but i do i just think that like cruella Deville is a lot more fun when she's like a bimbo and an idiot than when she's like i'm a genius yeah. it's hard to be a girl right. genius it's me yeah I'm, like well, because like, in the, i in wouldn't the even necessarily cartoon, say she's not a, an idiot i think she's just a yeah. freak like she's well, just the, absolutely <laughs> whole hog insane yeah. like well, in, yeah. the origi- yeah. in the original cartoon like she's just really vapid and shallow and loves fashion and only cares about like furs that make her look good and then she's willing to like go crazy go nuts to like get what she wants and i think that's way more fun like her battling a dog or a hundred dogs than like her fighting a bunch of dogs (laughs) i'm gonna take down the fashion industry i because i am a genius and i'm a thief I'm an expert thief and I'm an expert yeah. seductress. I'm an expert blah, blah, blah. And I make clothes. And it's yeah. hard to be it's a genius. Just... I just, I was born this way, ma'am. I just, yeah. She, like, right. like, she should be like Janet Snakehole from Parks and Rec. <laughs> right. Like, that's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. When she's like, oh, she's God, just no, like, first, I can afford hundred furs. Like, I'm so rich. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's I mean, like, to you, me. Like, you that's could better make... to me. You could make her cunning. And in the sense that, like, so, like, my whole issue with the film, like, start to finish was that, like, She's a fashion icon. Why was there not more of a focus on the fashion part? Why did you pivot to she's a robber? Where does oh. that even come yeah, in? I don't just I don't well, know why. Because she tr- attempts to steal dogs, so we're just gonna <laughs> make her movie- whole. Like that, she's crime woman now. Like it's she's not her bag. Come on, it's fun. Like no, but we but already why? we already said it that like this could have been literally anybody. It's not Cruella Deville, but yeah. like from the Oedipus, like sitting down, they were like, so this isn't actually about Cruella Deville because like it, it what makes 101 Dalmatians so great and she's like this can't be awesome fun villain is because right. she's the villain. We don't have to justify it. She can just be fucking crazy and be fashionable. We're like, ah, hell yeah, there's Cruella. But right. in this movie, she's not the villain. She, like, doesn't do anything bad other than pickpocket We never and, like, see her kill a fucking single people. dog. Right. Yeah. yeah. She, she <laughs> doesn't she do anything bad. We do see dogs not kill people, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, do, we sure as hell watch those dogs kill some people. But, like, yeah. it's like... They're not even, they're just, like, totally, like, the amount of lore, quote-unquote, that we get in 101 Dalmatians is literally just, like, oh, she's, like, this crazy fashion lady, and she went to school with Anita, and she, like, she's, Mm -hmm. like, this person who's, like, squandered her fortune on, like, robes and furs and all this stuff, and they have that, like, dilapidated old house that they take the Dalmatians to, like, she is this established person. And instead of, like, taking that idea, like, I think they could have kind of gone, like, with, like, a Marie Antoinette kind of vibe of, like, oh, this, like, rich lady who's just, like, squandered everything, you know? Like, they could have done something like that, but instead they just, like, scrapped the entire character and did whatever the fuck they want. 
And I don't give a shit that Cruella DeVille was bullied in elementary school. I don't give two fucking shit. Even if you want to do, like, the the progression from her youth to an older woman, do, like, a completely different perspective. Like, I was, like, explaining this before, like, how I would have done this fucking movie is that, like, have her be a fashion student. Why does she need to be a poor, like... Thief, like I mean, not to be like, oh, like you know, poor so like that characters she could meet that have Jasper and Horace. Yeah. No, really also, yeah, fucking reason. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who did not need to be there. It's also like yeah, insulting. She hires them for one hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah, she hires them for one job. Goons. They're just yeah. literally, literally. They're not her family. But, that, that's they, but that's also telling. Okay. But that's also telling to why the script is bad because it's insulting to say this strong female character cannot stand on her own by herself. She's not interesting enough. We need two fucking idiots to fucking, like, make her likable even more. And then, like, hmm, okay. Like, you could have just been, like, she's a fashion student. She's really competitive. Her competition is this, like you know, earth-loving, like, very, like, anti-furs, anti-whatever, and she's, like, a very, like, spoiled, pampered, comes from family with, like, furs. She could have been in the, like, her, like, a descendant of someone in the furs industry. So she's, like, really mm-hmm. into fur. And then, like, well, her and whole, then the, and then, like, have, have the, the be Anita, yeah. Well, not even be Anita. You could just make Anita another student. She could be in there mm-hmm. naturally, organically, by saying she was another student in the fashion school. And, like, have her play, like, the dynamic. She could be, like, the middleman between her and the competition because it was the most fun I had watching that movie was Emma Thompson doing her job flawlessly. Yeah, dude. Because, like, Emma Stone, in my opinion, sucks. She just, like, has the charisma of a dying animal. Like, there's, like, she can do comedy really well and that's fun and that, like, but, like, her in, like, more serious roles, it's just not believable to me. It's the same problem I have with Kristen Wiig with Wonder Woman 1984. You could oh. not make me believe. You could not make me believe that this woman was deranged. Because she has, like, one bad night. She's, like, on one, and she just turns yeah. around you to Jasper. Seen Joker and like before? <laughs> and, like, We all ooh. know a Joker was just one bad night. No, but, and, like, and that, it's the same. You know, sometimes your mom tries to murder you several times. And, and like that really meant messes with your psyche. It's the same thing with Joker. It literally was just like woman Joker. Like there were actual similarities between Todd Phillips Joker and this movie that like upset me because I was like I don't want to relive this again. I already Joker did this. I already did this and but it don't sucked you the think first girls time. No, no, I. Shut I, up, I we already got one. Which no. is the Joker? Yeah, the I'm Joker is a, the Joker is a girl boss in himself. Like the yeah. Joker, the Joker is all encompassing. And like to say that the Joker can't be a girl boss is offensive and not fair. Yeah, come on, Jackson. Okay, right, come yeah, on now. Fine. So, Joker but was yeah, Joker for girls, like, I'm sorry. Point being, <laughs> also like. Yeah. Like, Dr. Joker is Joker for women. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, Corella's whole shit is that she's into fashion. And, it like, the the small glimmers that we see of her in fashion are so fleeting and so short and so disappointing because, like, you could have fucking gone balls to the wall with costuming. You could have made this crazy, fun, exciting, like, 
fashion show of a movie because that's literally like her whole personality outside of like wanting to kill dogs is that she loves fashion yeah. and being rich and fantastic because Glenn Close acted the shit out of it in 1996 but instead you're like hmm no let's like give her fucking idiot number one and idiot number two to like help her steal things and she's just kind of gonna stumble her way through this movie into like getting what she wants in the end which is just mm-hmm. right. so just so pointless and like it's just like no, no one really like had a, a a motive that you could believe in, except for Emma Thompson's character, the Baroness. She was the only yeah. one that like, okay, yeah. yeah, like you're actually fucking insane, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you it know, just seems right. like they do it's, this thing. They it do seems this thing, like first uh, of all, we we kind of talked about the, we could do, we could talk over each other because of lag, but it's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll stop and then. Just go and then stop yeah, and go because we're trying not to interrupt each other. It's fine. But we, we talked about this in the group chat a little bit where it's not like it uh, what bothers me so much is that like it, the plot that it's stealing from the Devil Wears Prada is the idea that like women have to be rude and cutthroat in order to survive. But and then we label them as bitches when blah 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 when men don't get that same stigma blah blah blah. Right. But it doesn't do that. Because first of all, Emma Thompson, the Baroness, first of all, she's just, like, crazy. She's not pushed to being crazy by being in the fashion industry. When she has a baby, she just, like, tears the room apart and then throws the baby away. Like, she's just crazy. Like, that's... We're not making a statement about anything. She's just crazy. And then she gives birth to her daughter, so, of course, her daughter's crazy because crazy is genetic. Blah, 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 blah. It's stupid. Right. But it's, like, it... uh, you could you could have done like they just didn't do it like i i lost my train of thought just because i'm mad but like they they could have done that plot there's so many things they could have done with the fashion industry because like we've made 10 billion movies about how fucked up the fashion industry is especially with its relationship with women and the fact that this movie just does nothing like her motivation like cruella's motivation is like i want to be a designer and then her motivation is, I want to steal a ne- necklace. And then her motivation is, uh, I want to kill Emma Thompson slash yeah. just say fuck you to her, I guess. And then yeah. the movie's over. And she's a good guy. She never did anything bad the whole movie. Like, what? She, her motivation never makes any sense. Right. Like, it just flip-flops so much. Yeah. I mean, I think my, like, to amend, like, my previous statement about why it's good, I think a lot of what I think is fun about Cruella, like, as a character and, like, the journey she goes on in this movie, fully and completely does not square with, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. And I know that, and I accept that, and I've moved on. <laughs> like, that's just me. I mean, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if else, you, it's fine. If, if, like, you, like, told me to sit down and watch this movie and was like, this is not about 101 Dalmatians, right. Cruella. There's just similarities. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. I'd don't be like, think about it. it's still too long. That true. movie could have been a tight 90. Start oh, to finish, awesome. and yeah. it would have been because you cut the fat, trim the fucking fat. We don't need that extremely bloated intro scene again. Who are like these like wacky hijinks? Like who like because the thing is like that really is just for children when you do shit like that. Like there's ways to make action sequences exciting. The Pirates of the Caribbean movies are perfect examples of movies that are for technically all ages that are PG-13 made by Disney that have extremely lengthy action sequences that are fun and exciting and engaging. But like you don't see that in this movie at all. Right. At all. And it's like I don't know how they didn't have like those moments where it's like we need to reshoot this. Like with Birds of Prey where they're like these action sequences suck and like this is the whole 
thing here is that it's an you know, action movie yeah right right yeah so it's like and like again with the movie not being able to pick a lane did you want it to be rooted in realism and drama and like make mm-hmm. it like a todd phillips joker or did you want it to be more cartoon and light like the glenn close yeah. version which is like, like extremely really, ridiculous and fun and over the top i like, really like the idea of like she starts off like decently normal instead of literally being born with black and white hair and like inherently just like rude to other kids or gets in trouble for some reason I guess yeah because she's just like she's a genius because she's a genius and she's misunderstood and she She, she it's Rick and Morty she's a genius so she has to be mean but like what if she starts off normal and she gets into school and it's like hella competitive and she's just driven insane by working so hard, which is a critique on, like, girl boss culture and, like, right. just working yourself to yeah. death. Like, well, speaking as someone who literally just worked 14 days in a row, I worked, yeah. like, 80 <laughs> hours last oh, God. Like, you feel burnout, and that burnout makes you, like, act poorly towards things. And maybe you'd be right. willing to, like, take go go so far as to, like, Kill a dog for a dog. Right. Yeah. Well, for your crazy thought. Just a crazy thought. Yeah. I mean, like, my biggest issue, and I was saying this in the Discord call earlier, like, when I was with my friends after we watched the movie, I said, Disney, for a studio that makes a lot of movies with dead fucking parents, they don't know what grief is at all. I don't think anyone (laughs) in the history of Disney, except for, like, maybe Bambi, because Walt lost his mom. But, like, I don't think these people know what it's like to lose a parent. I mean, like, Lion King is the closest and most empathetic and real and raw Mm -hmm. depiction of what it's like to lose a parent as a child. Like, especially when you lose a parent as a child. As a professional on this subject, I actually am a doctor in this because I have a dead dad. Uh, It's not fun, and you're fucked up for the rest of your life. And, like... Why they didn't really lean into that? Like, okay, her mom's dead, so, like, maybe she has, a like, a complex. No, it's just, like, stealing. Stealing! That's the first thing she goes to, is theft. And it's, like, what? Why? Why? Like... Uh, I just think it's so funny. They're like, let's subvert our their expectations because they think Cruella is gonna kill these Dalmatians. Right, and then she does. Right. What if these the fake what out? If yeah, these Dalmatians sure. kill her mom. What if Insane. you didn't expect that? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. She oh, now you feel. Dogs. That's now we things, know why she, she kills dogs. Kill dogs. Just kill those dogs. Yeah. She, well, we ha- okay, hold on. We had five distinct friend dogs, and not a one of them got hurt the whole yeah. movie. Right. I love, but, okay. Wait, the I love which again, Paul again. Houser's, like people look like their dogs, and he's like very. But funny. that's literally that's literally just it's a, cri- a like the leading moment. That's like a two minute scene, I a one minute me. moment, like two hour. Yeah. That's from 101 Dalmatians. There's a whole sequence at the I beginning. I know that. But they, but they don't need to say, like, that's that's what's, like, fun and cute about 101 Dalmatians is that when he's they're, like, walking through, like, all of the dogs have the same personality as their owners. Right. And that's fun and cute instead of being, like, have you ever noticed? Did, do you get it? Dogs? What's funny is that Paul Walter looks like that chihuahua. It's, it's that's insulting. fine, but don't explain it. Don't speak yeah. it out loud to me. Just show me. Yeah. They never, they never say that in the 
right. cartoon, which is for children. They're just like he's just like no, too old, no, too young. Like right. oh, that's like too stuck up, like not stuck up enough. Like and then you get it, you get it. You're like it's funny because they're the same as their dog. Okay. Oh, it's writing. It's writing one oh one. Yeah, it's yeah. writing one of one of show me, don't tell me, and like a lot. Of, I like the moment, but don't explain it. You guys right. are well, it wasn't funny. I didn't. Know. <laughs> a lot of a lot of Cruella was just the the writers going. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you? Are you sure? Do you get it? She's correct. Cause like she she flips overnight. It is a one scene of her staring at the London Bridge, and she turns around, and then she's fucking weird for the rest of the movie. And then Jasper's like, "Hey." You're weird as shit. What's going on? Like, <laughs> why are you being yeah, mean? And also, why yeah. does Jasper have to be the straight man? How come he was an I, idiot in the original? But and just the, the... why do they have to be there? Period. Like, just they don't need to be there. Why was Mark Strong there? Mark, go home. No, Mark, they need, Mark, Mark, bud. They need you over on the Kingsman set, buddy. Marky Mark, go home, Mark. Marky Mark. The only Marky Mark I recognize. You don't need to be here, Mark King. You're too good for this. Go home. Okay, here's something what I think we can is... all agree on, though. I think this is a point that can Hold be on. universal. Okay. Hold on, I have a question first. Okay, yes, Adeline. What is Anita's husband's name? What's Roger. Name? Roger. Roger. Okay, I'll bring that, I'll bring that okay. up in a okay. second. You okay. Go, here's here's <laughs> sure. something that I think we can all universally agree on. I think it is that CGI dogs should be illegal. Uh-huh. Yeah, should be illegal. I mean, No more absolutely. CGI dogs. Why are they CGI so much of the yeah, movie? Yeah, it's weird. So much they look the so movie. bad, and you're never yeah. not thinking about the fact they that they're CGI. They don't look like dogs. And then it turns into yeah, a game like where dogs. you're trying to figure out whether they're CGI or not in every single shot. And most of the time right. they are, but every once in a while they're not. And it like, pulls you so far out of it being like, why was it a real dog for that one? That seemed kind of dangerous. Why Why was it CGI right. for when he was just looking why around? Why is it a CGI like, when he's just standing there? Yeah, yeah. because a, a real dog can't go, wah. <laughs> Should yeah. we do the Harrison Ford Call of the Wild movie someday? Uh, so scary. It's the worst. <laughs> so scary. Please but leave me out for that one. Dog. I'm suddenly busy for the rest of the calendar year because I don't want to if experience that. If you wanted that. to do, if you wanted I'm to do to a dog's purpose, though, mm-hmm. oh, I would. But do that's a, a real dog. That's the whole problem with that it's, movie. It's, it's a, a bunch of real dog. dogs. Yeah, it's a yeah. bunch of real dogs. So yeah, I don't know like where there are more CGI dogs. I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah. But my point, my point was I was making about Anita, Anita and Roger is they do this, they do the Disney thing, and I'm going to step very lightly, lightly, because whenever we have the conversations about forced diversity, I want to specify that not all diversity is forced diversity. When you make Anita black and then have her do nothing, it just feels like, because Disney does this all the time, where they make people, they take white characters and make the people color, and then just do fucking nothing with them, and they're like, we did it, let's, we did it, is that's what you wanted, right? You wanted mm-hmm. this character to do absolutely nothing, right? So I think Anita being black was just weird. It just felt like Disney trying to get brownie points if they wanted to incl- include her more and have that be a part of our story. We're in the fucking 60s, yeah. and she's a black reporter, right. and we're not saying fucking anything. Like, do, say something about that. But they the don't fact even that do Anita that, like, and, uh, that scene in uh, The Princess of the Frog when they're like, a young woman of your background. And they're yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 And the, the fact that they, like, Anita and Roger don't even talk 
in this whole movie. You well, didn't the watch the, the post-credits scene, each other You didn't watch the post-credits scene. I didn't watch the post-credits scene. They post didn't talk scene. in that either. They just but get also, dogs. That makes, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense because they have their whole meet-cute after, yeah. like, Pongo. they get the dogs yeah. with Pongo and Perdita. Like, that's, like, literally the whole, so like... just to clarify, this is a prequel. Just yeah. to right. Well, no, but, that's, but it again, takes place that's... in the time zone that's after the original. So you just gotta think of it as it, something. It'll be taking that's place... Because the original, the original took place in the '60s, so this one took place in the '70s. Yeah. So when uh, she does kill those dogs, because she's going to in the future, it's going to be in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah she did say thing. that the sure the sixth step of like grief is revenge, and she's going to get revenge on those Dalmatian <laughs> dogs. Damn it! On Anita, who yeah. helped her out a lot, honestly. Uh, I just just a quick interruption. I just want to make a note of our Twitch chat, which is going wild right now which i appreciate uh just want to like shout people out somebody i don't know these people it seems like some of them are friends of yours meg but alex oh i did not notice squid inky oh alex (laughs) julio hello julio kastrowski seven lots of fun folks and i'm you know it's the with the 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 format of this show it can be a little hard to keep an eye on the on the chat sometimes, but yeah, uh, I would like to look at this chat. I just want to let you guys know that yeah. we see you. And uh, also, hi Wu Jumbo in on the on the YouTube. Yes, chat. YouTube chat also on the YouTube. Oh, we forgot to say this at the beginning. This is our last week streaming on YouTube. Maybe I'll in the podcast. Maybe I'll put this back at the beginning. We're going Twitch only starting next week, um, and there will still YouTube be, is killing them. Yes, there will still it really is. Be, there will still be VODs on YouTube. Same day, um, but from now on, the actual stream is going to be all Twitch all the time, and that's where we want to start cultivating people. Uh, so, yeah, and also, you know, if you're here and you're new, you can subscribe to us on Twitch. You can, or I mean follow, I guess. I don't know what the terminology is. Because I don't think we have it set up that we can have people subscribe yet. I think I need to, like, do something that allows Twitch to let people give us money, and I don't think I've done that yet. But... Follow and check back, and we're having fun every week over here. Anyway, sorry, bad interruption of the podcast. I don't know how fun. I don't know how fun this is. uh, (laughs) This is just people. Just watch a bunch of adults scream, (laughs) please. Uh, We're in pain. We're in pain. Oh, but who said it? Uh, But like, as far as whether it's worth buying, paying thirty dollars for. Uh, no, I don't think any movie really is worth thirty dollars. We split it four ways. And that's, like, appropriate, I think. Like, you know, I bought a movie ticket. <laughs> Which is yeah. also kind of, like, what they're expecting you to do. Because like, yeah. you're supposed right. to be, like, a family. Ah, me and the kid. <laughs> you can make yeah. my 12-year-old pay me money to see the fucking yeah. Emma Stone mental breakdown yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll show this I'll show this to my students this week, too. You should. Oh, it's good. don't do that to them. You should. You should be like, students, I have a movie for you. I have a movie for you here. It's cruel. about a 7 out of 10. It's, like, pretty good. That's what you should say. A seven? Are you still? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Are you still giving this movie a seven Seven out of ten? Seven out of ten, baby. Seven out of ten. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that? What is your rating? Wait, no, no, no. Wait. What is your ten out of ten? I gotta know. I gotta know. It's a ten out of ten for you. Tenet. 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 Like an old brother. Where art thou? Like a like a Swiss oh. Army, like a like a oh, uh, Swiss Army wet hot American summer. Okay, Get Out, Knives Out, all the outs, 
uh, all the outs, all the, all the Lakeith okay. Stanfield <laughs> outs. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's funny. Cool. Am I painting a vivid enough I'm picture for thing. you? Here's the thing. Just, on, here's my opinion on this movie. Is that I still don't want Disney to do all of these live action remakes or yeah, weird back. Please, yeah. but we don't. We like, don't have a choice. I we just, we don't have a choice. We're we're literally it, we're true. being held hostage to this. We yeah, have yeah. no choice. It just so. like this movie still to me just feels just as reverse engineered as. All of the other, like, here's my backstory, or here's this live-action version. Like, we start with where we see Cruella in 101 Dalmatians, and we're like, well, maybe she had a hard life before this, hard and we life. see where she gets, we see where she gets, it's like in Solo, where you're like, how did Solo get his last right, name? Yeah. Because okay, he was but Solo. Solo, Solo was sh- a pretty good movie. I, I think but this movie has a lot in common with Solo. Solo was a pretty good like, movie. This is okay, no, but you don't the, need it to be the character it's about. Yeah. Like, it doesn't quite square in but either like, of those cases. But I also, I just don't need, I don't need to find out how Han Solo got named Solo. I don't need to find out where Cruella DeVille got her name from. I don't need right. to find Why out. Why is Cruella where, not like dogs? I don't need to find out like, how Chewbacca got his nickname. We <laughs> no. already know how nicknames work. Right. And it, you're right. And you're completely like valid in feeling this way. It's just like, unfortunately, because Hollywood has been out of ideas for a very, very yeah. long time. They saw Wicked. They saw how mm. hard Wicked slapped. Because the thing it's is. Because Wicked does slap. Right, mm-hmm. and redemption <laughs> stories can be told well. Case yes. in point, Wicked. Subvert the audience's expectations in the sense that, like, it's not just like, oh, we feel bad for Elphaba. You fucking realize that, like, you just didn't know this oh, entire piece of information. Like, it's, like, crazy. Like, that is done right. That is what done if, 100% What right. if Cruella was a critique on the fast fashion industry? <laughs> And like just how I mean, much, yeah. like how harmful and toxic fast fashion is to our planet and to like other people. And she was like, "You think that making a suit out of dogs is bad? You're wearing slave labor, idiot! And you just <laughs> yeah. all of your clothes end up in a <laughs> landfill. That's hello. That's a reason because like Wicked, she's like bad for a reason because she's like, hey, I don't think that animals. Well, she's be an activist. Yeah. yeah, she's, she's like an activist. I. Hello? Yeah, 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 exactly. I, but I mean, like. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah. So, like, I just mean in the sense that it's, like, I don't like these, like, tragic backstories in the sense that, like, also, one, we're weaponizing mental illness. Like, let's, like, really just, like, stare it directly in the face that it's, like, why are these characters that face adversity, like, mentally ill? Like, why does that, like, some people are just fucking shitty and they don't, there's, like, nothing wrong with them. Like, it's fucked up to be, Mm -hmm. like, especially, like, especially in the case of, like, Todd Phillips' Joker, which I could go on and on and on about, like, completely separate subject. It's offensive. It's insulting. It's absolutely insulting to perpetuate this myth that, like, people with borderline or people with schizophrenia or bipolar or narcissism can't function in society and they can't be good people. That something is going to shift them into this place where they are fucking terrible. Like, it's just not fair. It's not fair. It's extremely fucked up. Like, in the case of Melissa, Maleficent, which I actually don't hate. I didn't hate Maleficent. I thought the first movie 
Not bad. The second movie felt like waterboarding. But the Michelle first Pfeiffer's movie... the second one, though. That's fun. We love the show. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I could just watch, like... I didn't see it. I didn't watch yeah, it. I can't speak to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, in the case of, like, Maleficent, like, she is, like... The metaphor is that she's raped and that she has a very valid reason to be spiteful against the human race. She's, like, completely within her rights to do so. And it's, like... Not, like, weaponizing mental illness quite the same way. It's like saying, like, some people sometimes respond to drama by getting even. And, like, in the case of, like, Cruella, it's just, like, okay, she was traumatized, but it's not, it's going beyond the whole getting even thing now. She's just, like, has split personality. She's DID for some reason. Well, here's... Hello? Like... I have two things to say. First of all, somebody in the chat has just brought it to my attention that apparently Marcus likes this movie. I haven't met Marcus, but no, Marcus. Marcus loves Solo. Marcus loves Solo. Oh, that was, Solo. I think, in regards to him loving Solo. Do we know for Solo. sure Marcus yeah. doesn't like Cruella? Uh, Marcus does not like Cruella. Maybe, maybe. He did. I'm gonna choose to believe so. I don't know. No, okay. There's a lot of elements I was in just Solo that are similar. Okay, to I will. I, I will advocate. I will advocate for Marcus Ryan Turner on this one as someone that shared the same brain cells as him <laughs> for a full calendar year of my life. Uh, no, he probably okay. wouldn't like Cruella. Well, he would hate it. But anyway. He would laugh. For sure, what if Alden it Aaron right? But if you Cruella? love Solo, if you love Solo, you also love Cruella. True. No, I don't like That's that logic. Facts. Bad logic. logic. Bad logic. Uh, no, okay, but here's the other thing. This is a serious thing. I, not that I need to like present my bona fides, but like speaking as somebody who's had a partner with autism for a very long time and has sort of spent a lot of time learning about these sort of things. I do like... Also, just to clarify, that Jackson has had a partner with autism for a long time, but... Anna's had autism for reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean she's not here. I, don't know. I know, I know. It just, it just sounded funny the way that you oh, phrased just like, it. Yeah, it, okay. it was anyway. like, it's like, has your partner had autism for a long time, or okay. have you had this partner with, with autism? autism. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but like, I think there's a reading of this. Anyway, movie. you're born with autism. It's not from it vaccines. Yes, of course. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like, and, you know, obviously, I'm trying to like tread lightly here, and I saw this movie four hours ago, so maybe, maybe on. You know, this take will These are all fresh me. takes. Yeah. This is first view. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, thinking about it as a perspective, as like looking at it as, as like BPD or something like that, like these things that make you just like really, that make it difficult for you to interact with people the way people expect you to interact with them. And I think mm-hmm. the way this movie, a lot of what this movie is, is sort of more about like interpersonal unkindness than it is about like, <laughs> you know, bigger picture unkindness because a lot of it is like she goes to this job and it like encourages her to to be unkind to the people she loves and they're like hey we're upset and then she like sort of learns and like synthesizes some things and like the the uh uh i totally just lost my complete train of thought jesus uh but like what i'm saying is like i think this movie works really well if you're thinking about it as as BPD and being able to sort of like synthesize and understand and like realize what exactly it is about you that makes it just obviously not impossible but more difficult for you to interact with people and being able to own it being able to acknowledge it and understand it and synthesize it within yourself and you know find a balance between 
you know, living and accepting your your disability while also, you know, moving on and improving yourself and helping your relationships with other people, you know? That's sort of the biggest thing that I was taking away from the, like, the final act of this movie. Does that make any sense at all? Uh, but yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I mean, like, to specify that has a lot of voices. That Sounds does like not, it doesn't go, not going over well. Uh, no, I was going to say, we have to specify that Cruella in this movie is not a bad guy. She does nothing right. wrong. And that's what really separates it from the Joker. It's because the Joker uh, kills people and does a whole bunch of bad things at the end of the Joker. At the end of this movie, Cruella has done nothing wrong. Basically. Right. However, right. the glaring issue here still, though, is the fact that she, it's the implication that what is she to become? And again, right. it is insulting it's insulting because like it's just using mental illness as a pawn to either demonize or justify one's actions and it's like especially it's a very nuanced conversation and it's unfortunate because i do think to an extent with especially in the in the case of todd phillips joker there was a conversation to be had had the movie kind of, like, not gone so off the rails, because I feel like Todd Phillips' Joker just takes a fucking hard left and just stays there, but <laughs> if it hadn't gone so far, it would have actually been maybe a thoughtful discussion on how we do abandon people who suffer from mental illness right. and and disorders and are not, um, like, uh, that are people that are neurodivergent in, mm. in that sense. But it's insulting to take this cartoonish, outlandish, ridiculous woman and go, oh, she has DID. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. I'm sorry. Not in fucking 2021. You cannot do that. That's not appropriate. I just want to punch in because I want to elaborate a little bit more on my take before we go off somewhere else. Because I think that, like, the... uh... Sorry, I'm just thinking very hard about how to word it. But, like, I think that... Like, obviously, like I said, this it just doesn't square with, like, the 101 Dalmatians Cruella DeVille, because I don't think anything in this movie really does. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess that's just the way my brain works, is I tend to view things as individual pieces versus, like, parts of a tapestry. It's kind of what we fight about about Last Jedi, too, where it's like, I think Last Jedi's good on its own. And, like, I don't think Rise of Skywalker makes Le- Last Jedi less good, and I don't think that... And I think it does. It's backwards, but <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that 101 Dalmatians makes Cruella less good. But, like, I think that, and I think that's just the part of it, right? Because I think so much of the movie and, like, the lesson she learns, and, like, the fact that she learns any lesson at all doesn't square with Cruella DeVille. But, like, it's all about <laughs> her, like, using the relationships she forms throughout the movie to move on to success, to, like, get what she wants, Right which is something that has always been very hard for her, clearly. And so I guess that's just where it's coming from, right? It's about her being able to acknowledge that she has a hard time with relationships. And when she, I don't think it's meant to be like she has like split personality. I don't think that's necessarily what the movie is. Well, they say that. They, They say that with their whole chest at one point. Like there is a line where they like just kind of say she's got multiple personalities. But that can also just be a, a, a... figure of speech but even if it's but even if it's a throwaway line like i mean like i'm not trying to like you know be like the tone mm-hmm. police here but i think we've 
to really kind of like bring this tired trope on like like oh crazy people are bad like it's just lazy writing right it's just irresponsible at this point it's my same point about grief with disney it is insane to me that this company that makes films time and time again with dead parents cannot get the grieving the grieving process right it's just crazy to me like i mean like like i was saying this earlier what comes to mind is rogue one where, uh, what's his face? Fucking dude, I cannot remember this guy's name. He, they're so irrelevant, all those characters to me. It's that Bob aside. Bob Dylan. Sure. Mm, Bob Dylan, um, yeah. We're gonna call him, <laughs> we're gonna call him Kyle. When Kyle talks Kyle to Ren. Felicity, yeah, when Kyle talks to Felicity Jones' character, and she's just watched her father die, like, Mads Mikkelsen has just died right. in front of her, her dad that she's been looking for her whole life, her whole life, to, to hold him in his arms as he dies, which is horrific. Um, oh, Cassian. That's his fucking name. Cassian. Right, yeah. And that's pretty close get, to Kyle. Yeah, close enough to it's Kyle. It's pretty close. It's space, it's space Kyle. Yeah. So yeah, space when they Kyle. get back into the ship and Cassian's like, hey, we're all suffering. Get over it. And she's just like, yeah, you're right. I should get over it. I will. What? Are you insane? This woman just, her whole, her whole shit, her whole personality was about finding her dad. Right. And it's the same thing with like, with uh, with Cruella. Like, would she not want to murder the person that murdered her mom? Like, that is a real thing. Like, I, not to give away people's private information, but no children who their father was murdered. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of fucked up shit with that. You are angry for the rest of your life, for a good reason. And, like, it's, like, you, there's so many interesting ways to, like, do that. But it's, like, you can't do that in a movie that is, like, so outrageously stupid is my point. Mm. I think that's kind of where, Mm -hmm. like, I'm landing on this is that, like, it's just, like, so silly and so outlandish that, like, it takes a damn good writer to mix serious themes like that in with such, like, a very, like, cartoonish and childish and simple Mm -hmm. story and like again like you know the joker at the end of the day whatever way you slice it is a pretty simple character in the sense that like his whole shtick is like being fucking insane and like like todd phillips joker did have that attempt at being like okay well what if there this was insanity was rooted in something else and it's like you can have that conversation but you have to do it right or it's a, mm-hmm. you're you're hurting you're hurting a group of people that are already on a on a regular basis hurting. Mm. You can't you can't yeah. do that. You can't just like because especially with, with marginalized groups with with neurodivergent people like we're already struggling to have our voices heard, our stories told that are are not getting told by you know uh, neurodivergent actors. They're getting told by people that are you know it's like insulting. It's insulting to sit there. It's like how the like how in Hollywood they treat autism like a superpower. Right. That's not mm-hmm. that, that's not okay. And it's like you know if we're not critical of this now, and if we can't keep you know going back to the root and going okay no, what when like what's the what's the line gonna be? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like it's, kind of like well, I just I feel like this story was less like. This is what how it's really difficult to function in life with a mental illness. I, I feel like it was more like her, like she was told all her life, like, you can't be mean, you have to be nice, you're supposed to be kind, you need to, you can't treat other people this way. And right. so her, like, adopting this Cruella persona is her, like, 
taking on, like, I'm just gonna be, like, a badass bitch, so what? Right. Like, right. Whatever. And, like, her killing off, like, Estella or whatever, which is also pretty close to my niece's name, which was, like, hard for me to get through. <laughs> just, like, yeah. another level of like, distracting. Every yeah. time they said it, it sounded like when my brother would be like, Estella! <laughs> So, but that's neither here nor there. But, like, it just, it didn't seem to me as much like a, like, this is a take on, like, what it's like living with a mental illness as much as it is, like, you don't need to be a kind person in society as long as you're right, which also doesn't feel... Which also isn't good. Well, it's like, if bad shit happens to you, get even. Like, and it's like, you know... I mean, I don't know. I Which, think, like, can be done in a fun way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But that's well, that's what I, I think. Like, is like I, I think like a lot the of the, like, lessons she learns is about... And, you know, like, the, 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 like, lesson and the messaging of it is kind of a backseat to a lot of other things. But it, it's more about her relationships and her interpersonal things than it is about, like, it, you know, being good in any other sense, you know? So I tend to, I tend to look at those relationships that she... That she achieves over the course of the movie as like a, a, a more important sort of structural thing about what the movie thinks is good and important yeah. than you know besides like but the revenge she, plot I mean but like my problem is that she the relationships that she builds are with like her friends Horace and what's the other Jasper Jasper yeah, yeah. but it's like but like it's not like she was alone for any period of time. Like she Ever. had someone <laughs> on on her team on her side. She had her mom. She all, had for Amita. all for she all had but them. like yeah. forty five yeah. seconds of the film, and and then the reactions were how she was like leaving people behind or taking advantage of people or like not treating them the way that she had used to be treating them. So it's like weird to say that it's it's like based off of the relationships that she built because she'd had those relationships for 10 years and they were yeah, still but... like in the script saying like, you know, it should be, I wish it was back to the old way that it, yeah, it, it's it not always like the, was. Yeah, just the us, friends buddy. made like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been, you've been a trio for but a But I think decade. that's why it's important yeah. that you start with her as a kid because you see her being alone right at the beginning and then being able to craft the relationship there you know like you see her you see her create but all these not relationships. but she's but you yeah. don't see her be alone for very long like and you, don't I, act, you don't actually see her alone you see her mourn her mom right. for a but you second, see her like mistreat then, her friends right. and be mean to them and like push people away that she cares about but those are her friends she's she's defending those are, bullies. Those yeah. are the bullies yeah like she's not she's like defending herself and her friend she's not like like mistreating her friends. No, I'm talking about like, Horace and Jasper, really... like throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. But and like I think there's like too, there's too much, too much screen time for Horace and Jasper. It's far too much. And the thing is, like, you can have, you can have two side characters supporting your lead and have it work really well, like. Case in point, Lion King. You've got Timon and Pumbaa that are backing Simba up, but Simba still feels like this fully actualized character that goes through a very interesting journey. And it's a G-rated film. I mean, like, Lion King is the perfect example Mm -hmm. of Disney doing a character arc perfectly. And, like, even in another story, like, you've got, like, I mean, I know this film's not really that great, but Anastasia, if you've seen it, like, she's got... You've done it on the show. I mean, listen, I I love Anastasia with my whole soul. So, like, yeah. But, like, in the case with, like, you've got Vlad and Dimitri. 
they're two yeah. great other examples of like men yeah. that do not overpower the female lead. I think like, that's a perfect with, example. The problem with Jasper and Horace is they're meant to be a Timon and Pumbaa, but in this movie they're like a Rafiki and Zazu. Right. And and you're like, that's not fun. That's not fun banter. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess and, like, I just there are so I many scenes with I don't t- think they take up that much screen time. I think they're just like fun I don't friends. think they take up too much screen time, but I just think that they used to be more fun than they are in this I mean, movie. That, I mean, that's but yeah. I Like, I just think that, like, Jasper being like, we missed the old Estella. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Old yeah. Estella. Yeah. Like, I don't need to hear we, like, we missed the old Kanye, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think... It's... Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. I yeah. think I am I, I want uncomfortable. The Kanye with the <laughs> I think I'm uncomfortable with taking literally any lessons from this movie because I think Mm -hmm. all of the big ideas that it has it's stolen from someone else and it has repackaged it in a way where it's less effective now like I just I I didn't get any lesson from this movie I felt like I was just being strung along with whatever we were doing and then the movie ended and they have a big house now good for them like hell house she's not yeah she's not a villain she doesn't it's she's not Cruella yeah she's just not Cruella like I I don't even think they just it's it's just nothing it's just nothing like over and over again it's just nothing like I don't I don't really think they're making... I don't really think they have anything to say about, like, mental illness. I don't think they have anything to say about, like, the fashion industry. I don't think they have anything to say about feminism. I think they just... Well, they commit to nothing. They present... They commit to nothing. They They present all of these ideas for you. They present all these ideas to you, and you go, Oh, okay, I'd like to... no, we're done with that? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, nope. We're done with that, too. Oh, now the dogs are running around again and causing mayhem. Okay. Like, we got enough of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's just, yeah, it, there's just no and real... I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mind if they, like, didn't commit to anything if it was fun. Good. Right. Yes. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying really about... <laughs> that's, that is, like, that <laughs> is... <didn't... laughs> My thesis. You're the only yeah. one who had fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, That's listen, true. I'm true, glad yeah. you had fun. I am happy <laughs> for you. But my whole thesis, my whole shit is that they did not pick a lane. If yeah. you picked a lane to stay in, like, make it fun, make it colorful, make it crazy and silly, even with the stupid newspaper headline shots that was like, we've all seen that episode of Sherlock before. We know the style of editing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, But, it mm-hmm. like, make it fun like that. Like... There was and there was so much licensed music. It made my head oh my God. spin. And it was the like seven needle drops in the first twenty minutes. It Jackson, was, you hate needle drops. Yeah. There were so many fucking needle drops in this I think it's fun because I think it really I'm like mad the at setting. I think that in this particular movie, I think it's using a lot of music. That I mean, like obviously, there's a lot of like really on the nose stuff when they would use like Queen or whatever. But like a lot of it were just like weird little songs from the era that really made it feel. Because a lot of what makes the movie cool to me is just, like, the, the, for lack of a better word, like, the aesthetic. Like, the way it looks, the way it's set, like, the the fashion and the sets and the buildings. And to me, like, using those songs was just, like, a constant reinforcement. Right, but then, like... Right, like, but really lean into it then. Like, maybe, like, make your shot composition look like something out of the 60s. I mean, like, look at Wes Anderson. Half his shit looks like it's a French film from 1962. 
And you know what I mean? And he really owns it and he leans into it and his needle drops feel authentic. They're good. They hit right. They feel good. You're like, yeah, that's cool. Or in the case of like, God, A Knight's Tale. That is right. a perfect example of of doing the silly like vibe, but like still being able to like keep everything on the rails and keep the shit and the aesthetic there. Like A Knight's Tale is like the perfect example of that because like yes, the music is obviously We Will Rock You did not exist in the 14th century. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but like citation they do needed. it in such a good it's yeah, citation needed. But they do it in <laughs> such like a fun way. Like when he's like when he's teaching her that dance and they start like like Golden Years by Bowie starts playing, you're like, this feels good and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm having a nice time. And we're all in on this little this little party and this music is fun. What about in the case in um in that one Peter Pan movie that uh, Hugh Jackman did where they start to sing Nirvana, but like what? Sounds not to any new like orchestration. I think it, he made this up. <laughs> no, I get it. It's Hugh this? Jackman is is not he's a pirate. It's like oh, Captain, isn't that it's like Captain f- Hook prequel or something? Yeah, like that. And, and like in yeah, yeah, Which and Nirvana Rooney Mara plays Tiger Hook? Lily. Yeah, they have a they have a whole ass Caucasian playing Tiger Lily, yeah. which just sucks. Which, you know, so I bad. need to know which song it was, Just Keisha. Just so bad. My, actually, maybe I don't, it's, because I want to imagine it's, like, one of the really transgressive ones from, like, In Utero. <laughs> They're singing, it's like... like <laughs> here, my, friend, to... my friend, my friend Alex says they know exactly what you're talking about. And that's, oh, like, like, teenage like teenage spirit. spirit. God, yeah, teenage yeah. spirit. It smells like teenage spirit. But Hugh Jackman's like, here we are now! Entertain us! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, like there's, like, thousands of pirates bad. down below in Neverland. And it's, I don't know. Why does that yeah. happen? Explain. America. Explain. Why? America. Explain. Like, I happened? don't understand. It's just but like, yeah, like, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. But, like, you can use music to tell a story. Case in point, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, if you want to tell your story with music, do it the way God intended. And by God, Guardians I mean James Gunn. Yeah. I mean Mr. James Gunn. Deck. Fellow yeah. Leo King, who was like, I know how to do this <laughs> the right way. So, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can do the needle drop thing mm-hmm. in, a, in the right way. Or, okay, this is, this is what I was screaming about. Um, so when I watched it, my friend Alex had made a comment, because the Rolling Stones was playing, and they said, okay, uh what if Sympathy for the Devil starts playing? And I said, shut the fuck up. Shut the the fuck up right now. (laughs) Stop it. You stop it. Reason being because if you guys are like vampire freaks like me, you know that in Interview with the Vampire, the iconic final scene, I really don't want to spoil anything, but this movie came out in 1994, so you've got to get over it. You Um, can spoil it. Shut up. For anyone that's about to be mad, get over it. Um, That's kind of my stance on spoilers. uh, Spoilers for an almost 30-year-old movie. Yeah, I think, no, please don't say almost 30 that i'm born in 1994 anyway we're really getting sidetracked here but in the last <laughs> possible scene uh christian slater's character the interviewer is leaving and <laughs> he gets the interviewer yeah he gets <laughs> he gets jumped by a character that you thought was dead and this character says huh that's funny. I am woman, hear me Let more. me tell my own story now. And he turns on the radio, and Sympathy with the Devil starts playing, and you're like, holy fucking shit! It is this incredible, like, just curtain drop, mic drop moment, and you're like, that was cool. And that's like when, when music and cinema. 
beautiful. Chef's kiss. Nothing better, baby. And like, I am biased as shit because I am a goth and I do love vampires and that is part of my whole personality. But that being said, when Sympathy with the, for the Devil started playing at the end of this film, I tr- did and I'm sure much to the dismay of my upstairs neighbors, I started screaming very loud. I It was just so bad. I was like, you're kidding. Like, it was I, just What if they did unreal. Devil in it was, Disguise, though, by Elvis Presley? I, that would have been maybe fun, like a fun if, hardcore version of Devil in Disguise. If? Yeah. What if they did Don't Fear the Reaper? Uh, Don't Fear the Reaper might have been better, honestly. just It was just so ham-fisted with Sympathy for the Devil, and, like, you have now... And it was, like, just, like, taking away from, like, the power that that song does hold, because it's a very good song, and, like, it is just very cool when the character in Interview the Vampire does it, because he is quite literally the fucking devil he is extremely Mm -hmm. evil he's extremely shitty and selfish and like it's fun and exciting and you're like this is like his his theme song this is so cool but like in cruella it's just like sure yep yep (laughs) like you're just like yep like it's like okay we get it we get it. Whoa. Like it's like it's it's almost as corny and bad as someone as the titular character saying the name of the movie. You know what I mean? It's the same mm-hmm. deal. Except same when that's deal. Good. It was like the same energy for me. Except when it is good, which that's is my energy rare. for this whole podcast and it's, is That's good though. I think that's good. But what if it's good? Yeah. It's just you're like you are quite literally like the devil's advocate, just like smirking, like I'm the devil's advocate. How can I? How can I really piss it? What's my next perspective? That's just yeah. This is my take on most things, and it is. I want to let people like stuff as long as it's not hurting someone else. So as sure. long as I didn't tell you to not like this movie, you told me to like this movie, uh, which I think okay. is also crossing the line. I think you don't need to tell anyone that they need to like stuff. I don't think you need to tell anyone they shouldn't like stuff. And so if you like this sure. movie, Jackson, I'm here to celebrate that with you. And I hope that you're here to celebrate with me that I never have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> then I can forget about it tomorrow. I, like... In the case, okay, and I will say this, and this is uh, to now pit two queens against each other, Miss Wonder Woman and Miss Cruella. Which one was girl bossier and which one did I hate less? I will say, hated Cruella a lot less. Okay, Uh, good. Because if you were going to say it was worse than Wonder Woman 1984, I was going to, like, leave the Discord call. No. (laughs) Okay. I honestly don't think there's there's much worse than than Wonder Woman 1984. Like, I... Would probably poor, poor Kristen. I would probably sign up for like getting my fingernails ripped off individually, than ever have to sit through Wonder Woman 1984 again. Hey, I would don't not get your like, fingernails hmm. ripped off till you tried it. That's my stance. I, I, <laughs> hey, you know, if like That's everybody's your stance for today. If anybody wants to roll on down to the East Coast and rip my fucking fingernails off, you know where to find me. So, but no, but in the, in that sense, in Keisha, the sense of Keisha, like which the bit ones is that did they I hate, all don't like Cruella 
so the bit is I'm being country and I'm saying actually I like getting my fingernails ripped off. That's the joke. I know. I'm just okay. saying, like physical pain is just so terrible to me. I, th- <laughs> yeah. I would never choose physical. No, pain. I would. I would sit through physical pain than have to do Wonder Woman because I for would me, much rather psychic... watch Wonder Woman 1984 no. again than like no. have a fingernail ripped off. <laughs> Uh, like, Did somebody look at my fingernails? <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 gave me severe psychic damage. And once again, like I said, as someone that is getting close to 30, I don't have a lot of time left to enjoy myself, okay? I have to I'm really choose. Into ash. Yeah, like I've Thanos seen, snapping I've seen his fingers. Hocus pocus when, yeah. when she's like, I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. Yes, that is actually, that's I me. am Winifred Sanderson. Yes, that's me. Um, but in that sense, I, I just don't like to waste my time watching stupid shit anymore. So I'm very choosy about what I watch. For the most part. Not to say I didn't just watch Ellen Enchanted for the 15th time like two days ago. But that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make here is like, what did I like looking at more? What sounded better to me? What like felt okay in terms of performances? Cruella. Wonder Woman 1984 was bad across the board. Yeah. Everyone in and that no movie dogs. sucked. No dogs. There's just CGI not, yeah, or also, also no dogs. No dogs. Yeah. Also like, no dogs. Not even a CGI dog. <laughs> yeah. What do you have Not to say about that, gal? Okay, I do like, want to say, I do want to say, Zionist, answer for your crimes, gal. Like <laughs> you, in spite of all but, this, though, you are the one who picked out Cruella for yourself today. I mean, we gave you some okay, options. You, you, you picked between some options, but you I, picked yes, Cruella. But like, <laughs> what were the options again? Just please refresh um, my memory me because, like, the fact that like I did gravitate towards the girl boss movie <laughs> must mean the other options were not very promising. I mean, so. look, we're not girl boss. There was also, um, yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh nope, no, no monkey movies for me, fam. Sorry, I now I remember. CGI, they have CGI horses and CGI monkeys. So my and thing CGI is monkeys. like, I'm legitimately afraid of that being a reality. So. <laughs> That yeah. sounds like my kind of reality. It's yeah. No humans, all, all apes. Mo- monkey, monkey, monkey mountain is your idea of a good time. Really. Did you hear? Yeah, man. Did you I hear that they de-gorillaed Mojo Jojo for the live action Powerpuff wanna, Girls on the yeah. CW? I don't want to dwell on that. He's just a dude. <laughs> Why would they do that? He's just a guy. He's just a little what? guy. Bro, he's just okay. a little man. guy. And then he's just like no. really evil, I guess. Wait, so hold on, wait, 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 did they change his backstory? Is he still an old test experiment? No, he's um, like, he, he can't be, otherwise that's like a crime. he can't be now, he can't. It would be a criminal crime. Yeah. He's just a child <laughs> that like was exposed. He's just a baby that like poke with lightning bolts. But his that's, no, this is a fucked up head. CW where he had a child slave and that's how we got the idea to make little girls. What a pervert, I'm the CW. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's it is. bad and painful. I mean like, and that also, kind of like goes in line with the whole like yeah girl boss girl Girl boss energy um but yeah in the terms of like the the girl boss-a-thon i personally like could could stomach cruella a lot more because the costuming was interesting the music was fine it just sounded like what i listened to in the car with my mom uh like (laughs) it was fine it was a perfectly like okay like it was bad like i said would have been very upset if I saw that in theaters. Like, it just been not not okay with that Pre-COVID, whatsoever. Yeah. 
But I just think that, like, in terms of just, like, everything in the grand scale of things, like, you know who I would have given this movie to to direct? And I mean this with sincerity, and this is going to probably... The people are going to hate me for this one, <laughs> but I believe in myself. Okay, okay. Tim Burton. They should have given this movie to Tim Burton. As much and as I... And here's why. Because, and I think Tim Burton is a talentless piece of shit that relies on uh, the one good Things movie. he did 30 years yeah. ago. He did yeah. 30, yeah. yeah. However, however, I think they would have given him a lot more freedom to do freak shit with it. What I and found like is the that... Per, the permissions... Oh, no, it's okay. The permissions he would have been given to do wacky, kooky, weirdo shit... And tonally, it would have been a lot darker because that's just like, you know, that's his bread and butter is like, okay, like, how can I make this as gray as fucking possible and like weird? And like, also, like, the, um, that tracking shot, the hallway scene, I don't know if I'm using the terminology correctly. Yeah. I don't know if it was a tracking shot. Just the long shot of the hallway was very reminiscent to me of the opening in Sweeney Todd when you're getting the, you're hearing the ballad of Sweeney Todd in the background and it's flying through the alleyways and you're getting this like very full picture of London. And, like, I just feel like that was the that hallway scene in Cruella, in essence, was very similar. And, like, it could have just been done a lot snappier. And, you know, I just feel like the director they chose is very good at telling real stories of real people. Like, right. I, Tanya was a fantastic movie. I love I, Tanya. Because I did not know anything about Tanya Harding. Like, I left that film... That was my only knowledge of Tanya Harding. I spoke with my mother about it because she's pregnant with me when that whole thing was going on. Right. So she was like very like aware of it. Because um, mm -hmm. I guess when you're pregnant, you just get like more upset about things. I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah. 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 You know, you're literally cooking a human being inside of you. So I guess you there's have a lot going yeah. on. There's a lot yeah. going on. But yeah, so she was pregnant with me at the time when all that shit was going was going on. And she was like, I was like, oh my God, mom, you have to see I, Tanya. Like, she's like, well, what's it about? I'm like, well, it's like this woman, Tanya Harding. And she goes, Tanya Harding? They made a movie about Tanya Harding? Right. And I was like, yeah, you, you know about it? She's like, of course I know about it. She's a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, my mom would never say I, that. I, I exactly. am she's still a good surprised Italian woman. about how much people hate Tanya You were Tanya so mad Harding. about it. Well, like, because that is like, but, okay, people hate yeah. her. But I'm going to guess you guys are late 90s babies or early 2000s yeah. babies. We're, right? We're, I'm the year 2000. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think and I are 97 at least. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You're the ox, baby. Yeah. The ox. <laughs> but you you are a, um, a Zoomer. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, but yeah. Basically, keep in mind what our parents saw, what their yeah. media diet was about Tanya Harding. Mm -hmm. Right. She yeah, was 100%. the villain. There was oh, no absolutely. empathy for her whatsoever, we'll especially not yeah, back there then. There's no sympathy for the devil. I mean, exactly. Are you are you kidding? I mean, if the media was ripping apart Princess fucking Diana, right. who did mm -hmm. you know? You know, yeah. I mean, of course she had like, the AIDS. Yeah, of course Tanya Harding was gonna be like because when I saw it in theaters, there were people laughing when she was getting hit by her husband. Right. Yeah. And I was Ooh. like. Ooh. No. Hello? If, I was like, like and I then remember I remember when they yeah. invited so, Tanya like, Harding to the Golden Globes, people were pissed that year. It's like 30 years since people that were pissed happened. Because, and they're like, how dare they invite her to the Golden right, Globes? Right, and I mean, the re. I, <laughs> she was mean 30 yeah, years ago. And because you she have to keep go. in mind, like, yeah. the, the, the news 
Well, the news cycle was constant about that Nancy Kerrigan's right. career was just destroyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, it's this, you get this, like, again, it's like weaponizing white women tears. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like this, mm-hmm. this, this tragic character of, oh, poor Nancy. I mean, Nancy, not to be like, mm-hmm. oh, get over yourself. Like, but I mean, she was this, like, very, like, well off, like yeah. I'm sure she's a massive. Oh, no, yeah, have you it's seen totally that video? a classism thing with like with Tanya Harding. But yeah, where she's in the hospital um, room oh, sorry, and she's like, "Why?" You're like, "Okay, Jesus, yeah. Nancy." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like fair being fair, her whole no, career was ripped yeah. out from under her feet. But it's so, so like, dramatic. I can't even or imagine she that. Thought, like she actually recovered. Yeah, and, like, right. She recovered, but I don't think she did. She compete in the Olympics the year after. I don't. I'm not sure. I think so. Like when I think she competed in the next Olympics that she could. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I I saw Itania like in theaters when it came out. I have not seen it since. Oh, so that's know, also it's like awesome. it's just. Yeah, it's, no, it's great. Daily. It's so good, but it's like it's it paints a very empathetic picture yeah. of a very flawed person, right. and it does it the right way. And like again, like kind of like, not to be like very like roundabout about this whole like point is just like I think that you can't do that with someone as flat as Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, do you it. you can't inflate you, her that much. Right, you can do it with Maleficent because in Sleeping Beauty, it's like, why the fuck does she, she's so mad she wasn't invited. Why is she this spite? Like, right. spite is a really easy story to explain. Mm-hmm. Like, someone being spiteful, like, oh, they have to have some kind of reason. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's more to it than just yeah. she wasn't invited because she's the goth fairy. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a lot deeper than that, and you can make yeah. it deeper than that. I would even argue to say you could make Lady Tremaine from uh, Cinderella. You could do something with her. Right. I mean, and they did. God. And they, well, in Cinderella mm-hmm. 3, a twist in time, they made an <laughs> empathetic well, they also, Like, they, they did a live-action Cinderella and Kate Blanchett is like Lady Tremaine. Well, she's evil she's, as shit in that though. Kate she's but not she's really someone you feel sympathy she's, for. I think she's pretty nuanced where she's like, you, I literally married a man who doesn't love me just so that I can like not starve to death and like feed my daughters. So like, yeah. screw you for hating me. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't love our situation either. And then I like, Cinderella argue like, that- forgiving her at the end is like so cool and so beautiful. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I would genuinely argue that the Cinderella remake, which was the first one, I believe, yeah, is the Yeah, it was the first one. one. Because yeah. it made Alice the most sense because... I'm not. Oh, yeah. No, Because no. the Cinderella movie. Because yeah. that was a reimagining. <laughs> but with Cinderella, it's because... Alice in Wonderland is like a sequel, technically. That's right. the anime. Yeah, well, it is. It is, yeah. Also, oh, my point being is that we keep. I've said... Sorry, I'm sorry. I'd like to... <laughs> this is a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. It is. I we've said this on the podcast before, but this has always been my big take. Is that what, what's so good about the Cinder, about Cinderella for a movie for a remake is that it's has not aged well. It's really boring. It's a lot of mouse escapades. The I like the mouse animated capades. Cinderella. I fucking hate the mouse escapades. <laughs> I don't want to watch Tom and Jerry for 12 hours. I would like to watch I Cinderella. Like Tom and Jerry. Please. Yeah. <laughs> no. But anyway, but there is, it's flat. Like, there, there's stuff that you can't can add in. There's context you can give us. You can reinvent it. Like, right. that's a movie that could use a little bit of reimagining. And they do a really good job. Like, they make the prince, like, a dude who has emotions. Yeah. They do a lot with Cinderella. That whole new dynamic with, like, the stepmother and Cinderella, like, with a little more of, like, actual, like, real world, like, 
context of like, yeah, she probably had to marry a dude or she would be on the street with no resources. Like, right. I think the Cinderella movie is, first of all, had a beautiful dress, had beautiful costume designs, and was just like probably the best remake. And a lizard but with man. like, and well, a lizard man. Well, it's and not like with, so bogged down by CGI, too, which is like a very also, pressing issue with a lot of these remakes is that Disney's just like, mm. This is it's, kind of, it's a little CGI-ish. Yeah. The rats are bad. The rats <laughs> are bad. The, the but they're there but it's not, it's so not it's as fine. like It's not as aggressive as some of the other ones, you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and it's like, with movies like Aladdin, Aladdin was the big one. I could watch Aladdin today, and it's still completely as relevant yeah. and just as good. It's an amazing totally awesome movie does the not Aladdin need to have remake anything the, added or to the it. cartoon. No, the, the original. 89? No. 92. 89 came out in 92, yeah. 89 is Little Mermaid. Yes, 89 is Little Mermaid, 91 is Beauty and the Beast, 92 is Aladdin, 94 is The Lion King, 1995 is Pocahontas, 1996 is Hunchback of Notre Dame, 1997 was Hercules, and me. Uh, 98 was, was Mulan. Mulan, and 99 was Tarzan. So... Mm-hmm. That's but my, like my point. superpower. Thank you. <laughs> but like my point being is that we didn't need a remake to Aladdin because Aladdin is a perfectly right. fine movie. No, it's if you go back and watch Cinderella and go, this is a little bit boring and we don't have context for a lot of these characters and they're all kind of flat. We're gonna fix that a little bit. That's yep. a totally valid take. And ha- to go yeah. to 101 Dalmatians and be like, what if Cruella uh, wasn't Cruella? In yeah. the year nineteen, in the seventies. Let's just of the like 60s. make Cruella I mean, like, what the a whole fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? You didn't need to do this. I've I've watched Hundred One Dalmatians recently. It's a totally fine movie. I don't need Anita. Like, I don't need it to be the Beauty and the Beast where I get to know why Anita's parents right. are dead. Like, I don't need that. I don't need to know why Cruella's yeah. parents are dead. I don't need it. I you didn't right. have to do this. Yeah. Well, it's the you same thing with, with Beauty and the, and the, with and beauty and the Beast. This. Like. They made the beauty and like they made Beauty and the Beast into a live action, which was I refused to watch because like I I guess I just have beef you with ho- the Hollywood Emmas because I also would like meet me in the pit, <laughs> Emma Watson. You don't deserve your job. I'm so glad you're retired. Do not unretire, please don't. I will hunt you for sport. Actually, I won't. Um, she's not on that list, but like she's <laughs> she's up there. She sucks. She has no range. And to cast someone to play Belle, who's actually a pretty interesting character, and she just sucks at singing, she sucks at acting. Like, there is no shot I was gonna see that movie. And, like, it sucks because I like Dan Stevens. But, like, and the thing is, like, Beauty and the Beast was a stage musical. It was on Broadway for a considerable amount of time. You could have just, like, figured out what worked there and, like, shifted that into, like, the medium of film. (laughs) Someone just said, stay strong, Meg. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. And like, and and here's like, and my bias is the sense that like, I am a 90s baby. These were my movies. Not so much, obviously, 101 Dalmatians. That was much before my time. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was my childhood. My parents were Disney parents. If you like, what, like, we are not like chuggy Disney adults by any means. But that was what our love language was, was bonding over Disney films. And like, I think that they really hit their stride in the 90s. They made some masterpieces. And, like, I think Disney can tell a dark story and still have light in it. Hunchback of Notre Dame is the dark horse of the Disney renaissance. It was not received well when it came out. It's still not received well by a lot of people. 
Uh, it's still really good, though. It's a really good movie. Like, is it kind of weird to watch my ancestors get, like, murdered in the first five minutes of the movie, and then the whole time they're just being, like, slurs are being hurled at them? Not great, Bob, but, you know, like, still really good. And, like, the music is just gorgeous in that movie. Like, there's so many, also, like... The- sky like the just the yeah. way they animate the sky is crazy well it's just beautiful like, it's beautiful like, start to finish like it's just like an interesting the, story that was just on the precipice of 3d animation so a lot of the crowds are these low poly cubic people <laughs> and it's the only thing i can think about anymore yeah it just i mean like the movie when you look at them it's hilarious look, i mean sorry. yes if you look at like some of like the movies with like a really hard lens like the 3d scene in aladdin where he's like they're trying to get out of the cave of wonders yeah, and it wonders. literally but, feels yeah, like but it's different because it's literally like cube people being like yeah Yay. like before, yeah. behind yeah. the line of like people who are drawn yeah. and then everybody behind them it's just like a sea of triangles but it's like like cigars coming out of their mouths (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like and it's this and i was actually like not to again like go on this like full-blown tangent but it's not that disney can't do cool interesting shit like they they can present interesting concepts they just unfortunately like they'll bring it up and then do nothing with it like, a perfect example is the progression of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Right. Like, Davy Jones is one or, of the coolest villains in cinema. Like, I will, like, die on that hill. He's super interesting. But, like, two and three. And then, like, in three, there's the Pirate Council run by right. Keith fucking Richards. How cool is <laughs> yeah, that? That's Keith, sick. It's so and weird just that like, got Keith Richards mm, okay. to actually be in anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, hey, Keith, like, show up. McCartney as well. It's like a whole yeah. blockbuster franchise yeah. built around somebody making and it's fun like, of him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do one." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Hell yeah, sick!" Like, I'll show up. But like, and then like, Disney's just like, "Actually, no, we're gonna move away from that, and then we're gonna just like completely like really flanderize the series and focus on just Johnny Depp doing this like." overblown almost impression of Jack Sparrow now. Yeah. and it's so disappointing mm-hmm. to just like this this corporate studio overreach that continues to happen throughout these fucking movies and I don't doubt mm-hmm. it happened with Cruella I mean like another perfect example is Thor Ragnarok there are two movies inside Thor Ragnarok there's the fun Taika Waititi vision and then there's the weird boring Disney we had to get this shit in the movie maybe it was the Russo brothers or Kevin fuckass I don't know um, like, it was just, like, a com- it was just, like, jarring when it would, like, flip back to Hela, and then it would flip back to the the scavenger planet. Like, it just didn't feel natural. And it's the same thing with Cruella. Like, there's these little bright spots in the movie. The fashion competition. Um, like, some of, like, her, like, weird nuances that she has. Like, there's these little bright moments of, like, something is there but no point is ever made. And it's like, I just think with Disney, you can no longer, like, you can't trust them to make anything good anymore. They just don't have that ability. They don't. Like, I, and like, I am someone who, I was just in Walt Disney World like three weeks ago. Like, I am not, you know what I mean? Like, I am not like without bias here. I mean, I. But like, I do think that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just want to say that like, I think. Like, the the live-action Disney, like, oeuvre is, like, so critically depressing. And, like, it feels... Because of exactly what I say when I say, like, 
even when they have like interesting creative talent you look at the writers and you look at directors and you're like those are people who's like style I would recognize who like I have an idea of what kind of things they like to do and those movies always 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 come across so right I mean like glassy eyed is the best way to describe it just like dead inside you know and like that's what I I think and yeah. you know obviously well, it's I just think a like really hyper condensed version right yeah and I think and it's really interesting because I think like the different like subdivisions of Disney operate really differently because like I think depending on it, Marvel has sort of a sheen to it, but it's not nearly as bad as, as like, Walt Disney live action. And, like, Star Wars, I think, is the complete opposite. I think all of the Disney mm-hmm. Star Wars movies are, like, some of the least glassy-eyed movies ever made. All those movies feel like people who are trying their absolute fucking hardest that they've ever had in their life to make a mm-hmm. movie, you know? Hardest, and yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like this—that's what I am so excited about about Cruella—is that it's just like it doesn't feel glassy-eyed. It feels like a movie made by people. It feels like something that somebody cared about. It feels like something that pe- somebody put work into. It feels like the actors are having fun. It feels like the writers were having fun. It feels like it was fun to make. It fe- it has energy in it, you yeah. know. And that's what makes me kind of hopeful for like where Disney's going because there's a lot of weird stuff going on at Disney like right at this moment and how they're like going to move forward on a lot of things. And, like, this, you know, despite the fact that it is still, like, a live-action remake, which I'm, like, fundamentally the idea of it is not, I'm not crazy about, but I'd much rather they do them and have them be good than have them be shitty forever, you know? And, like, this to me is a Mm -hmm. big, a big spark of hope that it's, like, maybe these aren't gonna feel quite so dead inside. Maybe they finally found the right, like, level of of influence to give these people that they can make something that feels like it was made by a human being, you know? That's where I'm coming Mm -hmm. from the most, I think. Like, it makes me a little bit more... Because, like, I was so disappointed. Like, that, like, quadrilogy of, like, Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, and Mulan are just, like, remakes of movies that, like you said, Adeline, don't need remakes and are just, like, shitty and dead-eyed and boring. Right, and and they suck the soul and the personality. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. and you know, I think like Christopher Robin's pretty okay. I think Dumbo's alright. Jungle Book Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen Jungle Book since it came well, out. Well again, like, well the same thing as like, Christopher. Pretty, like I I think what it is is that the movies that they remake that feel good to me are the ones that are saying something. Right. Like right. when they did Cinderella, they're saying that like kindness is its own superpower and it's actually a lot harder to choose to be kind to someone than it is to be unkind right or like the jungle book is saying like you need to be aware of your impact on other things and like the world around you because it's actually a lot stronger than you think it might be Mm -hmm. so then you need to be self-aware about this but like beauty and the beast is like oops we made a mistake and this isn't actually like stockholm syndrome Aladdin is, oops, isn't it fun? Wouldn't it be more fun if there was, like, Bollywood dance scenes? Right. Like, that, none of that is, like... Don't and Mulan, silence her! Mulan Don't makes me the most her. angry because I think that Mulan they is also... That movie. Like, speaking as a Chinese woman, like, it, it's just... Like, the, the original Mulan has a girl who is, like, ordinary by all means. Like, she's pretty clever, but... She uses, like, her cleverness and also her empathy towards her family and towards her people to, like, go and choose bravery versus Mulan, who is just, like, really special 
Right. Because she's special. She was born special. That's why she's, she's like an She's like a shonen protagonist in yeah. the remake. And, and yeah. this movie, I just don't feel like it's saying anything. Like, it just doesn't feel like it's adding anything. It doesn't feel like... And I also have an Emma, like, bias. I don't really love Emma Stone. Yeah. I actually don't okay. like her at all. You guys. Yeah! I'm gonna Let's heads. go! Let's go! Which I can't tell if it's because she did Yellow Face in a movie or if it's Which is because- a... Per- Listen, that reason alone... Period. End of sentence. Yeah. End of yeah. fucking sentence. You don't have to explain yourself further. That is it completely sucks. that. Yeah, you are within your rights to just feel that way with that <laughs> alone. That's it. That's all you yeah. need. But and I you don't tell. need me I can't to tell, tell you if that. It's something yeah. else because but like, like I, I, said, I can't tell if it's because of her acting that I don't like connect with, or if it's just that. I'll never like, know. Or just that. Like how yeah. I felt with girl boss Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman 1984, where I could not believe that this awkward woman could play sexy like I'm sorry and like as an awkward woman myself there are roles for us like there are roles for weird bitches they exist like and like it's the same thing with Cruella it's ugly woman erasure let a fucking weird looking woman play Cruella Cruella is not attractive she's not no, attractive she's not, I have she's not she's drawn bony. like a she's human a person broad. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a freaky looking like Tilda. No offense to Tilda Swinton, I love you, Tilda. Please, please don't kill me. Um, <laughs> she's a Tilda Swinton esque alien type. She's bony. She's gaunt. She's, she's like the sickly. other mother from Coraline. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> she's strange looking. You you look at her and you're like, hmm, okay. Like I don't see Emma Stone as anything of that. Yeah, she's it's got... It's like if you cast Taylor Swift as Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove. It would be like, what the fuck are, what the fuck are we doing? What? Well, like, it would, I mean, that would be... Like it, that. that would be strange for a lot of reasons. A lot of I, reasons, like, there would be plenty of reasons to be, for that to be She's strange. supposed to be this weird old woman, and you've cast a uh, young, yeah, also, conventionally attractive woman to right. play her. Like, it and just it, makes it, no sense. It just yeah, makes also, it, like, an indigenous woman. Yeah. And also that. Well, she's purple. Yeah, let's, get, yes. let's all get super well, mad about also, this imaginary scenario Adelaide just made up. Yeah, let's get pissed. <laughs> we can get mad. Get mean. Get angry. She said no. her name was Madeline. <laughs> but, there we go. But yeah, so like that is my, my issue with Emma Stone is I personally don't think she has the range for this character. I think she has great comedic timing. I think that like when she's in a comedic setting, she does fantastic. I just personally feel that like her playing a serious role like this, it should have gone to a character actress. It should have gone to someone that that is their M.O. That is more in line with what they do. And I just, and not to say that comedic actors... Kathy Bates? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? I was like, yeah. Let's know. Like, literally, like, literally, don't change the plot at all. Like, imply that Kathy Bates is a 20 year old woman and just let her go. Go, Kathy, go. go. None of them look 20 anyway, so just, like, run with it. Just make it. Like, physicality wise, like, if you, like, I really can't speak for Lady Gaga's acting because, like, all of my. Like, the telephone video is the only knowledge I have good. that Lady Gaga could, like, say I was, lines. I literally, when I was in my notes, I wrote, I wish this was Lady Gaga. That would have been better. That definitely yeah. would have been a better if, if Gaga, I, If Gaga was in her 20s now when this film came out, because I feel like she's oh, just a, quite a little bit. Not that Emma, I mean, Emma Stone is no, fucking that's the same age. Also It would have been fine. Just yeah, say but, they've been well, out there for 20 years also. Like, yeah, you don't I, it's, yeah. Pretend it's, they're all 22. <laughs> Or something like yeah. that, yeah. But, like, and then, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, Emma Stone just did not have the range. Like, I've actually been racking my brain all day trying to think of who would be a much better, more fitting pit pick. Um, I know the chick from Ready or Not was, oh, like, mean, oh, she's, like, Margot from Robbie. You mean from Sound of Metal? Oh, I didn't no, see it's that not, movie. it's not Olivia Cook. Um, but uh, I think Catherine okay. Newton's in Ready or Not, right? It's uh, Samira. Oh, Catherine Samira. Newton. I like Catherine Newton, but yeah. she's Who's young. the chick from Bill and Ted, then? Because I'm thinking of the chick. They That's, all look yeah, the same. Yeah, Catherine Newton. They all look, there's, like, three white women. And they, Catherine Newton? Catherine Newton, she was in Detective Pikachu. She was in Bill and Ted. She was in Ready or Not. Is Samira Wiley from Orange is oh, the New fuck. Black? Oh, fuck. No, yes, why Weaving. did I think she was the fucking... She would be fun. She would be a fun Cruella. Yeah, she's well, too literally. She's busy doing Handmaid's Tale She's right too busy now. doing Handmaid's Tale. I don't know why in my brain I was like, Samira Wiley is the woman from Ready or Not. It is a completely different woman. <laughs> that is a whole entirely different individual. That is insane that my brain was just like, yes. Sometimes um, those, those synapses. Got it, got it. I was wrong. But I yeah, was getting like, Catherine Newton and Samira like, Weaving confused because I think they are... Samira uh, Weaving. I think I, I, think I just listed Weaving. both of their it. credits all is. at once as one person. Samira Weaving's in Bill and Ted. Yeah, Mind Palace and got mixed up. Samira yeah. Weaving is and in Bill and Ted and Ready or Not. Together. Yeah. And Catherine Newton is in Blockers and Detective Pikachu right. and okay. something else. And this really bad romantic uh, Groundhog Day movie that I just watched. So oh, and Freaky. I not recommend. It was... And I love Gra- Oh, Freaky was good Freaky though. Freaky was I did, good. I did not like Freaky. Freaky's I good. wanted to like it Vince so Vaughn bad. Running like a teenage girl. Like also, That's like Vince eight Vaughn out of ten has all so its much own. more chemistry with that teenage boy than <laughs> Catherine does. Freaky's yeah, good. Yeah, they Vince- have such good chemistry. <laughs> Let Vince Vaughn do things again. God damn it! Give Vince Vaughn work. I swear I to God, miss him. like just watching Vince Vaughn like run in that movie I just I was I was on cloud nine like the very whole good. rest of the just day very good just watching him like <laughs> do this little like I'm a teenage yeah. girl in a six foot five man's body run yeah. like just so funny my sister and I will always cause in the I feel like Vince Vaughn just gives a very good teenage girl like better than you'd think <laughs> right because right. there's the scene where like they're trying to convince the like love interest that like they're actually the girl, right. and so Catherine Newton's like Booker, Booker, yeah. and then he goes Booker, Booker, look at me, yeah. look at me, Booker. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like, super, yeah. The the comedic the comedic timing in that movie was very very good, and I like I enjoyed that. I was also on an airplane, so I think that was part of the reason why I was kind of like Whoa. the first time I See, watched. This like, was the first new movie I'd seen. In like eight months because of the pandemic, oh, so I yeah. was like, "Wow, this was great!" Wow. <laughs> yeah. a, new, a new experience. The first time I watched Drive <laughs> yeah. was on my phone on an airplane, and I was like, "I don't even get it." Like that movie wasn't even that good. God, <laughs> any any time you watch a movie on your phone, Martin Scorsese passes out yeah. somewhere. He just drops. He to the okay, floor. Well, he doesn't he die. We're not going to kill fine. him. Okay. The first time yeah, I watched Misery no. was on my phone, and that's a 10 out of 10 movie also. Misery is one of my top ones. Misery is so good! Give Kathy Bates every role ever. Just give Kathy Bates every role. Yeah, I love yeah. Kathy. I saw, I saw Misery at my seventh birthday party for some oh, reason. Yeah. 
That happened. Weird. That was that was a time. That was a choice. It was just that on all the, the cheese. It was well. It was on in my house. It was a house party, and like the adults were just like, "Yeah, leave misery on. That's funny." Misery, <laughs> yeah, because Kathy like, Bates gave yeah, an excellent. That's funny. That's fine for the kids. This is a seventh seven year old's birthday party. What could go wrong? Remember, like, remember in misery. Okay, when very he spends, weird. Like three days, like building up the little painkiller tablets and like putting them away, and then. He puts him in Kathy Bates' drink, and she just, like, knocks it over? <laughs> How good is that shit? I love Misery yeah. so much. We should do Misery. So good. We should do Misery on the show. Okay, but my final my final thought, outside of, like, giving Kathy Bates every okay, job, okay. is on, mm-hmm. on Cruella, like, by, like, closing statement and argument, I guess, is just... <laughs> you could have done a story that focused on how the fashion industry will chew you up and spit you out and make you fucking crazy. You could have made it, like like I said, make the story, she's a fashion student, she's in college, she's gr- like being grinded into paste by some nasty woman she's interning with. Or, like I said before, make her competition someone that has a different belief system than she does. Make her competition someone that believes in ethical fashion, that does that's try that says, oh, fur is so gauche. Fur is so last season. Who wears furs anymore? You know what I mean? Like, give her a reason to be protective of the fur thing. Make that part of her personality, because that quite literally is part of her personality. Explain to us why she's such a freak about taxidermy and animals and shit like that. You can make it make sense. I mean, my God, it's not that hard. Just like, like I said, like make her be like a descendant of a fur family. So like her money is in fur. Her life is in fur. I mean, you've got like kids that like are, you know, the children of like stockbrokers and shit that are very like pro Wall Street because they have to be because mm-hmm. that's where they're, that's how their money, that's right. how the sausage is made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even if like her hair has to naturally be like half black, half white, <laughs> I have a friend who like has vitiligo and when he gets he got so stressed out his eyebrow is white now like he has one white eyebrow so like imagine if like yeah like like as if how cool would it have more right well yeah like the more stressed out the more under pressure she gets we start to see and you can see the descent into this character more and yes that's like very like obvious and like oh okay and like a, yeah you know, but that's like it's a, for kids exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly it's more it makes more sense than her just being like the baby when they show the baby and the <laughs> yeah. baby's got the hair i was like it's no like it's always Good. sunny when Too like frank is wearing that up. wig oh <laughs> uh, when he's oboe gablaga uvu yeah, gablaga again the art yeah. dirt critic yeah god <laughs> that's what this wig look like Right. But like yeah, make make the story about how like the fashion industry makes monsters of us all. You know what I mean? And like you it's can true. make a fast critique fashion. on like yeah, if you want to do the fast fashion angle, like so anything. Make a it's point. Very very yeah, relevant. Just like, yeah. And like say something. And you could have and you could have gone the extra mile with the costumes. You could have gone so crazy and so over the top and so ridiculous. I mean like it's such wasted potential. Like all I can think of is like my basis for comparison is always Marie Antoinette when I think of a fun, colorful movie that takes, like, a pretty serious source material and makes it, like, exciting and fun. Or even, like, another great example of a really refreshing version of a fairy tale is Ever After. Ever After, I don't know if y'all have seen it. If you have not, please, I am begging you, watch it. I will mail you my DVD that I have had <laughs> since 2002. Um, it is a telling of Cinderella with Drew Barrymore as Cinderella. And, we love Drew. And, 
and Angelica Houston as the Wicked Stepmother. And it is fantastic. It is like a um, non-fairy tale version of a fairy tale. So the fairy godmother is Leonardo da Vinci. And it's very weird and very fun and very interesting. And it is so good. And like, it's, it's, would be, I guess, considered like, like, like a romance film, like your run-of-the-mill 90s romance films, but, like, it's so good, and, like, they do, like, fun things with the costumes, like, the scene when she comes to the ball, like, I don't want to spoil what the outfit looks like, but Drew, babe, you look breathtaking, like, that (laughs) took the air out of my lungs as a little kid, it came out, I believe, in 1998, so it's, like, um, you know, it's, I I wouldn't even say it's dated, because it's just still a really good film, like, start to finish, I don't know who, I'm actually curious to see who directed that, um, but yeah, I watch Ever After, like, probably, like, oh, it came out in 99. Huh. It's got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, as it should. So, um, Andy Tennant. Interesting. So we've been going about two hours. Adeline, do you have a creepypasta is. this week? I do not. I did not think that we would have time okay. for one. I have yeah. one. Okay. Here, this is called, this is called Cruella de devil <laughs> and it goes and it there's goes, three l's yeah, it, yeah. Blue. hell yeah. And, and hell it's one where uh, cruella she's misunderstood and then she starts murdering people and you turn around and she's in your bedroom oh my god no, no. <laughs> I yeah i don't that would have been fun um, I would have enjoyed that in the movie. Okay, well then, in that case, uh, why don't you uh, plug our stuff, Keisha, and then I'll, I'll play us out. I mean, unless, I don't I know, will. are we done? Like, do we... Woo. I think so. Okay. It's not good. They had nothing to say. Yeah, it could okay, good. Disney, they didn't do it. It is good. Also, yeah. Disney live-action Disneyers, if you're out there, if you're... Yeah, if anyone from the Corella team is listening, if like, you do just, exist. If you have to make these movies, which I don't think you do, but nope. I don't know how they make money, please just give... Do them for a reason. Just give yes. them backbones. That's all. Just make them good. Anyway. I think this one is good. Uh, that's my take. Hey, Disney, if you're listening, good job. It doesn't even go ape shit. Jackson, this movie doesn't even it go ape shit. Ape that's shit. One, one thing has to do. They she open, doesn't kill no, a single dog, Jackson. Not not her. Her. She, she doesn't kill a single dog. What do you mean? No. She doesn't kill a single dog. <laughs> yeah, like Marmoset. They make you think yeah. she's gonna, my, my final rating is uh, is three living Dalmatians out of ten. None of them died. Mm-hmm. Out of a hundred yeah. and one. Out of, yeah, actually, no, that's a that's a very big that's a very big scale. I'm just saying, that's like <laughs> yeah. we're hardly any dogs in this movie. I think three yeah. living Dalmatians out of ten is yeah, like, three is living correct. Dalmatians out of ten. That's my final. I give it that's a, my final answer. I give Alex. it a Paul Walter Hauser <laughs> looks like that Chihuahua out of ten. Good bit, Disney. I'd give it. Good job. I'd say one poop necklace out of five. <laughs> okay. Wahoo! <laughs> Wahoo. Anyway, where, where thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we're going to miss you on YouTube, but come follow us over to Twitch. It'll be a lot more fun. It'll be a lot easier for everybody. Discord, we're all going to have a good time. Uh, our Discord and we're no also, longer streaming on YouTube. We will not be so streaming on YouTube, to to but if you can still listen to it on YouTube the day of. So don't you worry, your pretty little mind. People throw rocks at things that shine. <laughs> uh, if you would like, you should. 
uh, subscribe to our podcast here or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else podcasts are sold listened to it's free uh, <laughs> if you would like to join our conversation anymore you can join us on our discord the link is in the description um we talk a lot about fruit we talk a lot about uh, other movies <laughs> talk a lot about random i t- i tried to talk about glee and i didn't get a lot of a lot of conversation no going, one wants to talk about okay. glee that's <laughs> okay i don't mind I have other outlets where I can talk about Glee. <laughs> you can, <laughs> she has a support group. You I'll, can follow us on Twitter. Oops. I was just going to say, apparently our Discord link is not working in the description again. I don't know oh, why that keeps well, happening. Uh, there'll be a way. We'll find a way. It'll it work eventually in the description soon. Um, I can't really... But if not, you can follow us on Twitter at... No Nerds Pod, and we will have a link for you available there. You can also follow Jackson at Jebberpack. You can follow Adeline at Hollow Backhorse. And a big thank you to our guest, Cosmo. Wait, what? How did you say Cosmo? It is Cosmonaut. Cosmonaut. But what, yeah. I know, but what did you say earlier? Cos- girl Boss. Oh, oh, uh, Cosmo. Yeah, Cos- girl, Cos- girl, <laughs> girl Boss. Monot, Meg. Yeah, Cos- Cosmonaut Cos- girl Meg. Yeah, Cosmonaut Meg joined us today. We yes. are so happy to have her. If you have anything that you would like to plug at the bottom of the show as well and yeah just um follow me on twitter at megan's the worst on instagram at megan's the worst and keep your eyes out because uh some dating advice might be coming to a podcast or a youtube screen near you better Mm. than the music bachelor yeah better than the music bachelor so Um, listen to your heart guarantee (laughs) sorry it's not going to be called listen to your heart for legal reasons and personal reasons like (laughs) i think that's the right call i think so so well thanks for coming and talking thanks for having me guys okay i can't wait to gatekeep and gaslight my girl bosses so so would you guys like to hear a five-star review of cruella sure it's from me it says hey this is good actually uh, no. <laughs> this person comes from letterbox.com and. Play him off! Play him <laughs> off! <laughs> and. Into Biden, into Biden. Start the music! Start the music! Quick! <laughs> I run the stream, baby. There ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm here all night. Okay. <laughs> you think you're locked in here with me? I'm locked in here with you! With you? No! Okay. No! This person says The way that Cruella and her outfits misconstrued and redefined what it meant to convey and obtain the concupiscent and anomalistic clearance showing is showing us that idiosyncrasy is equally inevitable while simultaneously and continually substantiating cinema. Okay, thesaurus. Did someone literally just go... This person belongs in a jail cell. They literally belong in a jail cell. Like You know when you're in middle school, when you're in seventh grade, and you have to write an essay, and you're like, oh, this sounds really stupid. So yeah. you just, like, you were, like, you'd go look through a thesaurus, and you're like, uh, not good. Incredible. Stu- stupendous. Yeah. Precisely that. You really precisely just highlighted every word, and you were like, what's the most pretentious alternative that I could sort yeah. into, this, into this review? Did they like it? They did it. So anyway. Five stars? So anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. (laughs) My name is Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And And this is is Cosmonaut Meg. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, thank you. And subscribe to the Twitch if you haven't. We have said that already. But like, just 
have a good day, guys. Uh, we might hang around for just a minute longer. I don't know if we're going to stop seeing the podcast, but uh, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty tired. A lot of conflict. A lot of conflict on this episode. He did say keep it salty, sailors. So I think keep it salty out there, sailors. Fuck. Yeah. Oh!